Hey, this is Mohal Joshi from Los Angeles, California. I follow Indian foreign policy and defense with a special focus on Asia. You can follow me on Twitter at Mohal Joshi. Hey, this is Kishore Narayan from Bengaluru in India. I am an international relations expert specializing in global security, conflict resolution, and international negotiation. My focus areas include peace building and digital diplomacy. You can find me on Twitter at Veggie Diplomat. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of India Rising Strategic Conversations with Mohal and Kishore, a show in which we analyze happenings from around the world and their impact on India. Now, before we begin today's episode, we have an update on two of our earlier episodes. In episode five, uh, we had talked uh, at great length about the election in Maldives and how an India-friendly administration had won the elections. Now, New Delhi is all ready to host the current president, Ibu Soli, who will, where he will be hosted at the Rashtrapati Bhavan. This is a special gesture reserved for only the closest of our friends, like the King of Bhutan and Bangladesh uh, Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina. So it needs to be seen what are the outcomes of this state level visit. If you haven't heard the episode, we recommend you to listen to episode five. Also in episode eight, which was our last episode before the current one, we had tried to explain how Sri Lanka was going through a bizarre sequence of political events, leading to a, a, a constitutional crisis on the island. The Supreme Court in Sri Lanka had intervened to adjudicate the president's order to dismiss the parliament was invalid. In addition to this, uh, Ranil Vikramasinghe, the ousted prime minister, proved his majority on the floor of the house by amassing a 116 votes out of a possible 125. As uh, 225. Things, 225, sorry. As things stand today, uh, Ranil Vikramasinghe is all set to take oath again as the Prime Minister of Sri Lanka. Again, if you haven't heard that particular episode, we urge you to listen to episode 8. You might be pleasantly surprised to hear a weird Indian uh, story with uh, the in the raw in Indian intelligence agency hand in it, mind you, which was just an allocation which died out as quickly as it started floating. So in today's episode, we will be talking about the recent thawing in Indo-Pak relations with the groundbreaking ceremony conducted at Kartarpur for a corridor to allow six passport free visa access to cross into Kartarpur, Narawal district, Punjab, Pakistan. So Kishore, uh, what is this uh, so-called Kartarpur corridor, which has been in the news for the last few weeks? Right. Uh, yeah. So Gurdwara Darbar Sahib, better known as uh, Kartarpur Sahib, uh, is located across the river Ravi. Uh, in Punjab is one of the holiest of uh, Sikh shrines. It is built on the site where Guru Nanak, the first uh, guru of uh, Sikh religion, spent the last 18 years of his life. It is four kilometers away from the international border uh, inside Pakistani territory. Currently, devotees either have to obtain a Pakistani visa 
and take the long route to get to the Gurudwara or have to view the shrine with the help of binoculars set up by the border security force uh, just before the border fence. Uh, once the corridor is complete, uh, devotees will have easy visa-free access to the shrine. The Kartarpur corridor, uh, which would uh, be facilitating uh, visa-free travel of Indian Sikh pilgrims to Gurdwara uh, Darbar Sahib in Kartarpur, is expected to be completed by about uh, six months, which would uh, roughly sync up with uh, Guru Nanak's uh, 550th birth anniversary uh, next year. So, I mean, this idea for the Kartarpur uh, corridor, uh, is it a recent one? I mean, uh, how about the proposal? I mean, most of us hadn't heard of this. Uh, and how did it suddenly come about to fruition in 2018? Right. So, uh, again, uh, ever since partition, there had been demand from the Sikh uh, uh, diaspora and the Sikh families in uh, Punjab. Uh, asking for access to uh, this uh, Gurdwara. But it, this, the actual move for the corridor was first mooted uh, officially uh, through the official channels during uh, uh, Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee's visit to Lahore in 1999. Uh, India claims that the two-decade-old request has since been lying pending with Pakistan. The issue of Kartarpur Sahib uh, came into focus after Punjab, uh, Punjab Minister Navjot Singh Sidhu uh, visited Pakistan in August to attend the oath-taking ceremony of his cricketer-turned-politician friend Imran Khan as Prime Minister of Pakistan. After his return, Sidhu uh, indicated that the Pakistani army chief, uh, Kamar, Kamar Javed Bajwa, had told him that Pakistan may open a corridor to Kartarpur Sahib. Interestingly, it has been reported that uh, Sidhu at Imran Khan's oath-taking ceremony was to be seated in the fourth row in the Ivane Sadr Hall, but uh, a seat in the first row was kept aside, uh, which was subsequently given to Sidhu as soon as he arrived. Uh, this move allowed for an easier, uh, quote-unquote, chance meeting with uh, General Bajwa who had conveyed, who, who, who actually wanted to convey the suggestion for a Kartarpur corridor. So, uh, Mohal, you want to explain what happened at that particular event in Pakistan? Yeah, so uh, Prime Minister Imran Khan uh, at the ceremony laid the foundation stone for a corridor linking Gurudwara Darbar Sahib in Pakistan's Kartarpur uh, the final resting place of uh, six faiths founder Guru Nanak Dev to Dera Baba Nanak Shrine in India's Gurdaspur district to facilitate visa-free movement of uh, Indian Sikh pilgrims. Now, India at the event was represented by two union ministers, Harshimad called Badal and Hardeep Singh Puri. Now, the Punjab uh, was represented by its cabinet minister Navjot Singh Sidhu, uh, who had attended the ceremony. Now, during the ceremony, Pakistan uh, initially handed over a program schedule that included only Sidhu among the Indian politicians in the list of speakers. Now, this was uh, ignoring the diplomatic protocol that 
the union minister uh, Badal was leading the delegation, which would have been a major diplomatic embarrassment for India. Also, neither of the two Indian ministers, Badal or uh, Puri, was initially the part of a uh, list of dignitaries to be honored with uh, saropas, like the Sikh dress of honor or gifts. India rightly objected and officially took up the matter through diplomatic channels with Islamabad, only after which Badal got to speak at the event. Furthermore, uh, Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan unduly raised the Kashmir issue during the Foundation Lake ceremony of the historic corridor work instead of focusing on the event itself. Uh, interestingly, just a couple of days prior, Indian diplomats were stopped not one but three times by park officials as Nankana Sahib Gurudwara. I mean, they were stopped from performing their diplomatic duties and uh, unnecessarily harassed. The Ministry of External Affairs did issue a strongly worded release against Pakistan's move to harass Indian diplomats and deny them consular access, uh, sorry, consular access to Indian Sikh pilgrims who were visiting the holy shrines in Pakistan. The release stated, and I quote, India has today lodged a strong protest with the government of Pakistan that despite having been granted prior travel permission by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Pakistan, the consular officials of the High Commission of India in Islamabad were harassed and denied access on 21st and 22nd November 2018 at Gurudwara Nankana Sahib and Gurudwara Sacha Sauda to the Indian pilgrims visiting Pakistan under the bilateral protocol. As a result of such harassment, they were compelled to return to Islamabad without performing their diplomatic and consular duties vis-a-vis uh, -vis the Indian pilgrims, end of quote. So this, the release also expressed India's grave concern at Pakistan provoking Khalistani separatism by greeting Sikh pilgrims with secessionist posters and insignia. India called it an attempt to incite communal disharmony and intolerance and promote secessionist tendencies with the objective of undermining India's sovereignty and territorial integrity and called upon Islamabad to take all measures to not allow its territory to be used for any hostile propaganda and support for secessionist tendencies against India in keeping with the commitments under the 1972 Shimla Agreement and endorsed in the 1999 Lahore Declaration. Uh, I mean, it's also interesting that Pakistan is even allowed the separatist Khalistani leader Gopal Singh Chawla at the function who mingled freely at the event of the foundation uh, laying ceremony and even got a picture taken with Navjot Singh Sidhu who conveniently pleaded in ignorance. In the space of a few hours, the Pakistan had created an impression of extreme generosity and large heartedness to the media present at the venue. Wow, fascinating. So what is the significance of this event for Pakistan then? So the Kartapur corridor shows the role of what we call the Pakistani deep state and its effort to leverage the fault lines in Indian politics. So you mean, first, you mean the Pakistani army. 
yeah this is a pakistani army and the isi right. and the military industry uh, jihadi complex so the diplomatic so firstly see the diplomatic protocols were broken by pakistan to elevate siddu's profile versus two union cabinet ministers now it was no coincidence that in the ceremony pakistani singled out the navjot singh siddu for praise to drive a wedge between the akali and akalis and the bjp on one side and the congress party in india an example of this was that during the introductory video at the ceremony it showed siddu in a starring role now the pakistani deep state as i said like the army the isi the inter inter services intelligence and other non state actors including the militants um uh, uh like believes that the situation is ripe to open up a second front in punjab now today as of today the indian army is operation all out uh, which is an operation to flush out the militants in uh, kashmir has been a success where the armed forces have been able to eliminate a lot of terrorists so this has forced pakistan to on the back foot and what they are trying to do here is they are trying to open up a second front against india to keep the pressure on india they believe that with the approaching 550th uh, birth anniversary of guru nanak it is a good moment to mobilize support within certain elements of the sikh community to create instability within punjab and therefore india so uh, kishor like do you think this will be what is the strategic concern for uh, india by this move from pakistan right so <clears throat> the pakistani uh, have tried to incite or even instigate the sikh communities uh, and the and the diaspora in canada germany australia uh, the united states and also the united kingdom uh, to turn them up against india which thankfully has not borne much success uh, up until now Uh, their aim mm-hmm. is to revive yeah. uh, militancy in Punjab to destabilize uh, India. An example of this was the uh, grenade attack on a religious congregation in uh, Amritsar on the 25th of November, which left uh, three people dead. Uh, upon investigation, it was found that the handlers of the terrorists were from across the border in Pakistan. Uh, this is all happening coupled with the demand for a Uh, Sikh referendum in 2020 to become independent, which is being pushed by uh, fringe groups uh, across the world. Now the concern is that uh, once pilgrims cross the border into Pakistani territory, it becomes extremely difficult for Indian intelligence to keep an eye out on eye out on them across the border in Pakistan. They could potentially be brainwashed by anti-India elements. who would then be used to create unrest when they return back to india this would this would pose grave national security risk for india in the future which given pakistan's track record over the past uh, uh, 70 years they will be bound to exploit this vulnerability that we have uh, furthermore apart from the kartarpur corridor becoming a, a strategic vulnerability Pakistan may also choose to keep this as a lever in its dealing with India, knowing that India cannot take a step back from this due to religious uh, sentiments. With the next dip in bilateral relations, whenever it happens, 
Pakistan can choose to close down the corridor without any advance notice if they want to uh, keep Indian hands tied. So, Kishore, what are the domestic political implications in Punjab from this move? Uh, Punjab Chief Minister Captain Amarinder Singh uh, has expressed concerns about renewed Khalistani extremist activities. Uh, Captain Singh was quick to decline the invitation, uh, citing the continued terror, terror attacks in Punjab and killing of Indian soldiers on the line of control. He made it clear that uh, Navjot Singh Sidhu was on a personal trip and not an official representative of the Punjab state government. Captain Singh, who served in the Indian Army before entering politics, is aware about the consequences of this corridor, which could be dangerous for uh, Punjab and India, given that Pakistan had sheltered numerous Khalistani uh, terrorists in the past. Captain Singh was already angry that Sidhu, few months ago, had hugged the Pakistani chief of army staff, uh, who was responsible for killing thousands of Indians. And once uh, Navjot Singh Sidhu returned back to India, uh, there was this uh, press conference in which uh, uh, Sidhu kind of uh, retorted to a question asking, uh, how, did the, how did your captain respond? Uh, he replied back telling that uh, uh, Captain Amrinder Singh was not his captain, but uh, Rahul Gandhi, uh, the chief of the Congress party, was uh, his uh, captain. So this uh, led to uh, some amount of uh, bad blood between these two uh, led to quite a bit of bickering as well. And uh, Captain Amrinder Singh on his part had indicated uh, in 2016 that uh, that would be the last election that he would fight irrespective of whether he would win or not. And uh, with uh, Captain Singh's uh, impending retirement from active politics in 2021, Sidhu, uh, who has been eyeing the the CM chair for himself uh, would want to take credit for the opening of the corridor to endear himself uh, to the uh, to the Punjabi masses to build up his profile well in time for uh, 2021. Yeah, I mean, Sidhu, uh, I mean, many people suspect that all this uh, backroom dealings or machinations by Sidhu is all to become uh, the political leader in 2021. But I'm not sure if it fully understands all the security implications uh, he's putting India and Punjab into by his dealings with the Pakistanis and the including the Pakistani army. Yes, especially especially because uh, he has made very very soft remarks on how uh, he feels at home when he goes to uh, uh, Pakistani Punjab and how uh, he feels alien when he comes to South India. And uh, many such uncharitable uh, remarks that he has made of late. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. So with all this, uh, does it actually mean a restoration of bilateral ties between India and Pakistan? Uh, mind you, all these have been frozen uh, since the Uri terrorist attack and uh, the retaliatory surgical strikes thereafter. So some in the media, I mean, uh, have started to think of this as a new dawn or a, a thaw, as they say, in the bilateral ties. They have uh, willingly lapped up the propaganda blitz by the Pakistanis regarding their generosity 
in allowing Sikh pilgrims to pay homage at the shrine of Guru Nanak Dev. But uh, this so-called, I mean, many people refer to as the Aman Ki Asha group, forget that many of these outreaches in the past have only resulted in a Pakistani ba uh, later backstabbing India. One can think of the Lahore bus yatra followed by the Kargil war, the Agra summit followed by an attack on parliament and several other examples. So Pakistan as history has shown is most likely playing a double game here. On one hand, it says it wants peace, but on the other hand, it refuses to crack down on the terrorist, including the bringing to justice the perpetrators of uh, 2611 uh, terrorist attacks. So it is like a double standard there. Now, the, the union government on the Indian side has indeed taken a brave step in allowing the opening of this corridor. Now, many have alleged that with the national elections around the corner, uh, this decision was taken to with domestic political considerations. Now, there is a risk uh, of opening a strategic vulnerability with this move. Now, God forbid, if there was some untoward incident in the future, the government, the union government will have to bear the cost of this move, both politically and strategically. At, at, at such a time, questions would then be raised, especially by the vocal opposition, that if the move was entirely thought through by the central government. Okay, yeah. So how was Pakistan able to sell it to Indians then? I mean, when uh, Shah Mahmood Qureshi met the Indians in Islamabad, uh, he categorically said this is uh, basically he they, uh, he first said there was a googly, then he said there was no googly to emphasize the sincerity of our intentions. So he did a complete U-turn uh, within few days and boasted that government had bold uh, googly that compelled India to send two ministers to Pakistan. Now, mind you, I mean, Imran Khan is a fast bowler and I don't think he'll be very good at bowling, bowling googlies. <laughs> now, the problem with his leap of faith, however, and, is and that in India... Fact, uh, yeah, in fact, Sushma Swaraj uh, uh, replied back strongly saying, we don't play googlies when it comes to religious uh, matters or matters of faith yeah so i mean one of the problems here is that with the leap of faith however india has once again uh, mixed up its single signals and it's committing the same mistake trusting pakistan's words when uh, intentions speak otherwise now it reveals the volumes about indian pakistan policy or maybe the lack of it where we remain trapped within this uh, outrage and outreach cycle where on one hand there is outrage over a terrorist event and then after a few years people like try to do an outreach or maybe a new government tries to do an outreach and then again there is attack so you go back to that and there is no breaking of this cycle unfortunately so they remain like impulsive and episodic gestures where you continuously cycle between outrage 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 you know so i mean india's uh, inconsistency on pakistan uh, not only damages bilateral ties, but also diminishes uh, New Delhi's credibility as a key actor in world affairs. Uh, now, okay. if if anything, this is the the, uh, the worst time for the Kartarpur gesture, given the strong indications that have emerged out of Pakistan trying to open India's uh, Khalistani wound and targeting Punjab as the next front for in undermining India's sovereignty after Kashmir. 
on that score i mean india showed up uh, as it should have at kartarpur sahib like the government of india made a distinction between re respecting the sikh faith and the probable machinations of the pakistan government and the army or the deep state it did confine political representation at the event to those who both practice the faith and represent the community and did not shy away from giving strong statements uh, when needed so in short like uh, i mean one can say that government of india read the googly correctly and spread it with a straight bat you know mm -hmm. so i mean however it needs to recognize that the, the the situation is always fluid with pakistan you know i mean it does change like very quickly within a matter of few months now unlike the first few years of prime minister modi when in india had the uh, an element of surprise like the with pakistan the the game has changed with like imran khan's uh, ascending to the prime minister's chair and like even I mean, things could change at any moment because he is pretty close to the pakistani deep state or the army so uh, kishore like what has been the reaction to this uh, event in like uh, the indian state of punjab Right. So, uh, Indian state of Punjab, the lawmakers within Punjab, they were quite ecstatic about uh, this event. Uh, this has been a long pending demand, uh, mind you. And uh, the assembly uh, met yesterday and they passed a resolution. Uh, initially, they wanted to congratulate both Prime Minister Narendra Modi and uh, the Pakistani Prime Minister uh, Imran Khan on the Kartarpur Sahib uh, Corridor Initiative. Uh, Punjab Chief Minister Amrinder Singh also hoped uh, that the proposed corridor would be a bridge of peace. But uh, he kind of reiterated that he would go there only when Pakistan stops weaponizing uh, Kashmiri terror groups in Kashmir and uh, when the ISI stops designs to spread terror in Punjab. Now to this, uh, the members of the opposition parties, uh, which is the Amarmi Party and the Shiromani Akali Dal, uh, however, reacted sharply to Amrinder Singh's remarks and uh, asked them not to link the Kartarpur Sahib corridor uh, issue with terrorism. Uh, I think this kind of uh, makes sense for BJP, the Akali Dal and the Amarmi Party simply because they would want to take credit uh, for opening the corridor while for Congress, uh, Navjot Singh Sidhu would anyway uh, go hammer and tongs, uh, trying to claim credit for this. Now, be, be it as it may, uh, eventually uh, the Punjab uh, Assembly passed a resolution suggesting a swapping of land with Pakistan uh, to bring the Kartarpur Sahib Gurdwara across the border within Indian territory. Uh, and uh, the MLA, the member of the Legislative Assembly, representing uh, uh, representing uh, Dera uh, Baba Nanak on, on this side of the border, he kind of voluntarily indicated that he would, uh, he would be happy to give up land in exchange for uh, getting uh, the Kartarpur uh, uh, shrine as well. So as things stand today, Punjab Assembly has uh, passed the resolution, but I don't think it would go beyond that uh, for the time being. And it would just uh, lay with uh, the Indian government with uh, nothing being done. But at the same time, um, what happened in uh, the state of Jammu and Kashmir 
was also equally uh, interesting. Mahbuba Mufti, the head of uh, PDP, the People's Democratic Party, uh, the uh, the the ex chief minister, she also tweeted uh, saying that uh, the Sharda Peach Shrine in uh, Pakistan-occupied uh, Kashmir should also be opened similarly for uh, the Kashmiri uh, pundits to go and visit the shrine uh, whenever they want to. So uh, again, uh, this has been a long pending demand for the Kashmiri uh, pundits, especially since uh, they have not had a chance to uh, visit the shrine uh, ever since partition. So uh, such uh, new demands would be made. We would we would get to hear many such new demands being made uh, on and off. But uh, that is where things stand as of today. But see the the land swap agreement. I know we had a long-standing land swap agreement with Bangladesh, which took like probably like seventy years in the making. Which was mm -hmm. finally, I think, signed by the Modi government, which is uh, which should be given due credit. I don't know if it will be a straightforward land swap agreement. That uh, first of all, land swap agreements are hard to negotiate. So okay. even I if even if there's a political will on both sides, uh, I mean, it won't happen overnight, especially in an election year. And and uh, there is nothing to gain for Pakistan from this. Uh, just a piece of land for uh, Kartarpur. Uh, may not mean much, especially because uh, uh, the Sikh diaspora from across the world would come to Pakistan. I mean, even even if you look at it purely from a tourism angle, it would bring in a lot of money for them. And uh, with uh, with the birthplace of uh, Guru Guru Nanak uh, also being in Pakistan, uh, these two it, it by themselves would be good enough for them to have a uh, sick uh, tourist uh, circuit. So I don't think Pakistan would be willing to ever give up on that, even when you look at it from a tourism perspective. Add to that the uh, the Khalistani angle as well, where uh, again you spoke at uh, length about how they would want to use it as, as a breeding ground for uh, brainwashing the Indian uh, pilgrims who would cross the border, go into their territory and uh, return back. So uh, Pakistan would want to use uh, these kind of people as uh, sleeper cells within the Indian territory uh, to be used at a later stage uh, to uh, to increase the Khalistani uh, incitement. So I think I think Pakistan has no benefit whatsoever to agree to this land swap agreement. And at the same time, uh, as you said. Uh, the political will and the differing election cycles with India and Pakistan, all these uh, have uh, a role to play. So I don't see this happening in a long time to come. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think Pakistan, if it has a lever to, uh, uh, as you said, like push in sleeper agents into India through this corridor, why would they give up their strategic lever over India? where having this shrine in Pakistan would be of better use, where they could close down the route some fine day when uh, like India, Indian and Pakistan relations are, would even go worse, let's say post a terrorist attack. So there would be no benefit for them to give this up. I mean, if there are negotiations, they might even ask, might want to extract 
more uh, from india like maybe like resumption of sark talks or mm -hmm. something more fruitful which would be in their, their uh, best interest i mean they would be just giving up a strategic lever for nothing with a simple land swap agreement agree agree okay so let's uh, quickly switch over to recommendations uh, listeners if you are if you are listening to our episode for the first time uh, each episode we recommend to you any book article or any other read that we feel might interest you uh, keeping the practice uh, going uh, i would like to recommend uh, a, a document that i read in the ministry of external affairs website uh, this was a protocol uh, signed between uh, india and pakistan way back in september of 1974 where it kind of uh, elaborated on the protocol on visits to uh, religious shrines on both sides of the border mind you there are many uh, islamic uh, religious shrines in india like uh, the thing like those in ajmer the ajmer dargah then uh, the nizamuddin dargah in new delhi and uh, also um, um, Amir Khosro, Hasrat in Delhi, and uh, many others um, in India, and at the same time, the uh, Katasraj Dham in uh, Lahore, which is uh, reverential for Hindus, and the Gurudwaras of Sri Nankana Sahib close to Rawalpindi, and uh, Panja Sahib in uh, Rawalpindi, and uh, the Dera Sahib in Lahore. So uh, this is the protocol that was signed way back in 1974. and uh, uh, with the existing uh, protocol with the existing uh, treaty uh, uh, religious uh, visits were uh, facilitated now uh, to add kartarpur uh, into this uh, would have required uh, would have required a treaty to be conducted again between uh, india and pakistan which uh, i'm pretty sure would not have happened uh, way uh, way in time for the 550th uh, uh, birth anniversary of uh, guru nanak singh so i think this was uh, a move uh, which kind of worked around the existing protocol of uh, we have free passport free access through the uh, through the help of a corridor and uh, this is the document that i would uh, highly recommend so i would be uh, posting the link to this uh, in our uh, program notes and i wish uh, sir Mohan, sorry yeah i wish I, i wish sir cyril ratcliffe had read the document and demarcated the border, border much better than what it is right now i mean it's just like ridiculous how many shrines you listed on the border which are on the wrong side of the border so i mean it was like this was done in such a hurry i guess over just a few weeks in between july in july 1947 and the consequences of which india and pakistan are living at, uh, up to this day you know oh indeed in fact uh, sir ratliff did not even uh, visit uh, the province of punjab he was in delhi and he had maps given to him and he wrote those lines on the map of uh, undivided india so you can imagine uh, how ill sighted he was when he took the decision <laughs> yeah i mean nothing too late to change now so i i know yeah yeah okay so mohal what is your recommendation for the week so i'll recommend a article in daily o 
that was uh, written mm-hmm. by our former uh, raw chief sir vikram sood uh, that was a excellent article on the kartarpur and the implications of opening the security implications of opening a corridor with visa free access to people from both sides of the border fascinating yeah so we can share that link as well in the program notes yeah okay yeah so that dear listeners uh, wraps up today's episode on kartarpur corridor and how it might have an unforeseen consequence on the internal security within india uh, to continue hearing about such interesting topics do subscribe to our channel india rising and also tap on the bell icon to be notified whenever a new episode becomes available we would also like to hear from you if you have any suggestions on any topics that you would like us to cover do remember that these topics should be directly related to indian foreign policy until the next episode this is mohal and kishore signing off